Welcome to Elliot's PT Podcast. I'm here to help you find your balance and live your best life guilt-free. I don't believe there is a one-size-fits-all approach for health and fitness. We're all different and we need to find out what works for us. I'm passionate about helping people make realistic, long-term lifestyle changes that they will stick to and they will take with them forever. I don't believe in crazy diets or short-term fixes. We all need to live and find a perfect balance in diet and exercise that suits our individual needs. I want to help you find your exercise mojo, feel great and achieve wonderful things. Here is Elliot's PT Podcast by Renee Elliott. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Elliot's PT Podcast. So today we, I want to talk about sleep. I want to talk about how important sleep is, and I think it's a massive thing that uh, is underestimated, and people, um, it can be the thing that's generally holding you back. It's everything that's holding you back, and uh, people don't realize how important um, sleep is, and it makes a massive, massive difference to how you feel your actions of the day. So I'm going to uh, let you get straight into it, but today, um, sleep is our focus. This week is all about sleep, and sleep is so important, but I think that it is uh, under underestimated a lot of the time. So I want you to think about how well do you sleep? Is it something that you are conscious of? Is sleep something that you prioritize? Is it something that you think I need to make sure that I'm that I'm getting a lot of sleep? Or is it something that you're like, that's okay, I can I can live without a lot of sleep, which was definitely something that I used to do. Oh, I'm okay on a few, couple of hours, I'll be fine. And I'll just keep pushing through. Uh, where now sleep for me is definitely something that I prioritize and I make sure that I get enough sleep. It is uh, really important to me and I know how much better I feel when I get a night's sleep. And when I was doing some research, you know, as you will hear soon, it is um, it is crazy how much sleep can be affected and can um, make, take its toll on our body. So I want you to think about you know, even even if you have the very, very best uh, diet and fitness routine, if your sleep is off, it will definitely hinder your results. That's without saying. Um, I think you hear most people talking about, um, you know, diet and exercise and all of that, but, but you know, sleep is often forgotten and that's just why uh, we're going a bit deeper into it today. And you know, if you have two women, so imagine you have two friends and one is the model of fitness success. She clearly knows how to slim down correctly uh, and she's got the body to show for it. And then the other one has her heart in the right place. So no matter how hard she works, uh, but she struggles with progress and she doesn't have the body that she's working for or that she'd like. Uh, and when you talk to them both and you ask them, they, you know, uh, what are they doing? And you see that they both have a common approach. So they ate meal, meals and, and they focus on lean protein and vegetables. They exercise at least three times a week. They're focusing both on weights and cardio. And they know which foods are truly healthy to them and uh, what they should limit and they actually do that. So they've both got very similar outlooks on this and yet one continues uh, to get you know, the results that she's looking for and then another one is struggling. She struggles to maintain her focus. Uh, she has trouble controlling her hunger. Uh, she's always craving sweets. And despite her biggest efforts in the gym, she doesn't seem to be getting the same results as someone who 
someone else who doesn't follow the program. So the problem may seem obvious. Uh, so we think um, one woman may, uh, you know, stray from her diet more than the other. Uh, and if the exercise isn't working, then it's probably meaning that uh, she doesn't really know how to train properly. And uh, maybe it's in her genetics, or maybe it's a lack of willpower, or maybe diet and exercise. Maybe uh, instead of all these other things, maybe diet or exercise actually isn't the real problem. Maybe it could be something to do with her sleep. And this is what I'm going to delve into. So sleep definitely controls your diet. And I really hope that you could start, after listening to this, you could start thinking about what is your sleep like and how, um, you know, how do you feel in different times when you get more sleep, when you get less sleep, how does it make you feel? So sleep controls your diet. The debate around the best way to achieve weight loss and uh, it always revolves around eating, uh, eating and uh, your movement. And we've all heard the quotes of things like eat less and move more, but it's definitely not that simple. So sometimes you wanna eat less and you wanna move more, but it seems impossible to do so. And there might be a good reason for it. So between living your life, working, exercising, uh, kids, uh, and everything else that comes in top with their busy lifestyle that lots of us lead, uh, sleep seems to be um, something that is forgotten about. Or maybe uh, you're somebody that doesn't realize that sleep is the key um, for being rewarded for all of your efforts. Research shows that about 30% adults don't sleep enough. 30%. And it's really interesting that the statistics for obesity and uh, is nearly identical. And uh, when you connect the two dots, it's um, really interesting to see. And you know, the the um, the connection is not just a coincidence. So it's sleep is very important and underestimated. So they less than seven hours of sleep per night. It can reduce um, and undo the benefits of your diet, according to our research. And in the study. Uh, their dieters were put on uh, different sleep schedules and when their bodies received adequate amount of uh, rest, so people that got adequate amount of rest, they um, half of their weight that they lost was from fat. However, when, they were, they, when the same people cut back on sleep and the amount of weight that they lost was halved, even though they were on the same diet. So they lost half of what they did the first time. Um, you know, which shows a massive, a massive difference. And what's worse, uh, what's more is that they felt significantly, significantly hungrier. Uh, they were less satisfied uh, after meals and they lacked the energy to exercise. And the, the participants on the sleep deprived diet, uh, they experienced a 55% reduction in fat loss compared to the well rested counterparts. That That's just one example of how much uh, lack of sleep can affect can affect your body and the results. So you might be working as hard as you can, and you know that you're getting your food right, and you know, and everything else. But sleep might be something that you're not prioritizing. And remember, your magic is in your recovery. So um, the more that we can understand, you can bring it all together, um, so then you can keep moving forward to get those good results. I want you to think about the last time that you had a bad night's sleep. Uh, how did you feel when you woke up? Were you exhausted, dazed, confused, or maybe you were even a little bit grumpy? It's not just your brain, it's also your body that feels that way too. Or it's not just your brain and your body. 
it's actually your fat cells they do too so when your body is sleep deprived it also suffers from something called metabolic grogginess and another research article i'm going to actually uh, put all the articles in the bottom here so another research article um, they analyze sleep um, they found that after four days of poor sleep um, which is really common in um, during someone's busy week uh, one late night uh, at work leads to two late nights and so forth and the next thing you know you're in a sleep debt but it's only um but, it, but i guess you kind of think well it's only four nights of uh you know like so how bad it's only four nights of not getting enough sleep how how much you know how bad can it really be and um you know you seem to be able to cope just fine and uh we seem to survive on coffee and uh those types of things but in, within four days of sleep deprivation, uh, uh, your body's ability to properly use insulin becomes completely disrupted. And uh, research shows that insulin sen sensitivity drops by more than 30%. And so why would that be bad? Well, when your insulin is um, functioning well, your fat cells remove fatty acid and lipids from your bloodstream to prevent it getting stored. When... Um, you become more insulin resistant, your fats and lipids continue to circulate in your bloodstream and they tend to pump out more insulin. So eventually the excess insulin uh, ends up st being stored as fat uh, in all the wrong places, liver, around your tummy, all of those things. And um, also when we're having a lack of rest, it tends to be that we have um, you know more cravings for different types of food so again think about it what if you what were you like when you had didn't have a good night's sleep now i understand there are things that we can control and things we can't control so you know if you have young kids uh, i know when my kids were younger babies all of those things there was times that you were up all night and there's just there's just those things you can't um, prevent but what you can take charge of is making sure you go to bed early um, you know and try to get some sleep when you can it is just something to be really really conscious of so um, many people they believe that the hunger um, they think that you know if they're hungry and why don't they just have the willpower to um, to not eat or they feel that it's a lack of control um, you know but lack of control for, for wanting to keep eating those foods. But uh, hunger is actually controlled by two hormones called uh, leptin and ghrelin. So leptin is a hormone that's produced in your fat cells. And the less leptin you produce, the more you, um, your stomach feels empty. And the more ghrelin you produce, the more your, it's, um, you stimulate hunger while also reducing the number of calories you burn and also increasing the amount of fat you burn. So in other words, you need to control your leptin and ghrelin to successfully lose weight. And our sleep dep deprivation, sleep deprivation pretty much makes this impossible. All right. So this is again why sleep is so important. So another research article found that sleeping less than six hours triggers areas of your brain to uh, that increase your need for food while also decreasing your leptin and stimulating ghrelin. 
So, and if that's not enough, scientists discovered that how much sleep loss creates an internal battle that makes it really nearly impossible um, for you to lose weight. So when you don't sleep enough, your cortisol levels rise. And this is the stress hormone that, that we have been talking about previously. Uh, and that is frequently associated with fat gain. So cositarol also activates the reward centers in your brain that make you want food. And at the same time, the lack of sleep causes your body to produce more ghrelin. And the combination of high ghrelin and cortisol, they shut down the areas of your brain that leave you feeling satisfied after a meal, meaning you feel hungry all the time. And even if you've just eaten a big meal. So we're seeing, can you starting to see the picture of how all this other stuff interacts, but it's something that you could, you can have some control over. Lack of sleep also pushes you into the direction of foods that you know you probably shouldn't eat. Uh, another study found that one, um, one night of sleep deprivation was enough to impair activity um, in the frontal lobe, so the part of your frontal lobe that contr controls um, complex decision making. So have you ever been one of those people that have you ever thought, and I definitely know that I've done this, I've thought, oh, I shouldn't have that piece of cake, but oh, okay, it's just one slice that won't hurt. Well, you know, obviously when we are lacking sleep, we have less of that um, control uh, in to, make a, to make a different choice according to what our goals were. So um, it turns out that sleep deprivation is actually a little like being drunk and you don't just have uh, the mental clarity to make good complex decisions specifically um, regarding your food and um, the ones you want to eat and the ones you want to avoid. And this then isn't helped by the fact that when you are overtired, you have um, an increased activity. Always struggle to say this word. Amagadalala, and that's the reward part of your brain. So this part is the mind control and it makes you crave the high calorie foods. So normally you would, if we weren't sleep deprived, you would be able to fight off these cravings. Um, but when we are sleep provide, sleep deprived, sounds like I'm sleep deprived the way I'm talking, hey. <laughs> uh, so when you are sleep deprived, we are gonna crave these more high calorie foods. And we, when we would normally be able to fight them off, and it's because that our insular cortex, which is the another part of your brain, and that's weakened due to sleep deprivation. And then you have troubles fighting those urges, and you're more likely to indulge in the wrong type of foods that aren't going to be supporting your goals. And if that wasn't really enough, another research article found that sleep deprivation makes you select greater portion sizes of all foods which again increases the likelihood of you to gain weight. You know, it's pretty amazing when you can see how not getting enough sleep affects all these other things. So not enough sleep also affects your workouts, uh, regardless of your good, um, regardless of what your goal is, having uh, muscle on your body is really important. And it is something that we all want for. We muscles, uh, the more muscle we have, the better for us. It protects our bones, uh, burns our metabolism faster and all of those things. And um, muscle is the enemy of fat. And muscle helps you burn fat and stay younger. But sleep, well, lack of sleep, is the enemy of your muscles. 
because sleep deprivation decreases your body's ability to make muscle. And if you remember, I've always said the magic is in your recovery. And we might do really well in the gym, but I want you to be thinking about what you're doing outside of the gym and getting your sleep to help you recover because that is where the muscles repair and they build stronger and leaner. So lack of sleep makes it harder for your body to recover from exercise. Uh, it slows down the production of the growth hormone, um, which is our natural source of anti-aging and fat burning, and it also facilitates recovery. So how does this happen? So poor sleep means less uh, slow wave sleep, which is when the most of growth hormone is released. And a poor night's rest increases the stress hormone Cositarol and it slows down the production of the growth hormone and it's just like a vicious cycle. So another study, another study found that women who slept, who were sleep deprived are a third more likely to gain 15 kilograms over the next 16 years than those who just receive seven hours of sleep. So, you know, if you think about aging, and for me, a big motivator is aging, that is something that blew me away. A third of women who, who are lacking seven hours sleep, they are more likely to put on a kilo a year you know, roughly a kilo a year, um, you know, than those who are getting a proper night's sleep. And that is something that you can control. And, you know, it's obviously because when we're lacking sleep, it's all those choices that we make. Uh, so a good rule of thumb is to get seven to nine hours sleep. So per night. So super, super interesting. And, you know, it is really, really important to get a good night's sleep. So what are the things that are in your control? So uh, something that really resonated with me and stuck in my head was I understand as an adult, uh, as someone who has children, that when my your kids go to bed, it's really joyful uh, to have that time on your own. And sometimes if they go to bed later, um, you know, we feel like we need that extra time, whether it's one hour, two two hours or however long. Sometimes I understand that that's the only part of the day that you might get some time to yourself uh, away from your children. But uh, are you are you using that time at sacrificing your, your sleep? And so it was something that I really thought about because I thought, okay, so I um, enjoy having time away from my children, I enjoy that time when they are asleep. And But if I stay up too late, then I am then suffering because I'm tired and there's all these other effects that I've just gone through, you know, uh, where, you know, we, we are, our hormones are everywhere because we're sleep deprived. You know, we're making different choices with food. We aren't, aren't able to recover from our exercises, you know, all of those things. Uh, is all of that worth that extra hour or so? Uh, and for me, it wasn't. So I made that decision and I went to my phone and I worked out, oh, I have an iPhone and on your iPhone, there is a sleep um, component of it. And I worked out, right, I need to get a minimum of seven hours. And in order to get that, I need to be in bed at this time according to the time that I get up. So if that means that I go to bed straight after my kids go to bed, it means if it means I only get half an hour, that's what I do because I I know how much better I feel for it um, and how everything, when I'm tired, 
you know, I, I don't want to do lots of things. I feel unmotivated. I feel flat. I feel crappy. You know, you are more likely to make poor choices with food and it's just, it's, it's just a vicious cycle. So, um, you know, when I do get a good night's sleep, I feel, I feel so much better and I do put things into place to make sure I get a deeper sleep. So I find personally when I do things like, uh, restorative yoga, meditations and all of that, I get a better night's sleep when I do them before I go to bed. So, um, so yeah, so that was the choice that I made. I, I weighed up, you know, staying up a couple of hours after the kids go to bed. You know, I worked out how, what time I need to be in bed according to what time I get up and I need to be trying to get to sleep by nine. So for myself, I have a reminder on my phone at quarter past eight that tells me I need to really start winding down. And, you know, and, and I also think that you can, when my kids were babies and obviously I never knew what the night was going to bring or anything else, I did go to bed as soon as they went, as soon as they went to sleep. I went to bed and I just tried to get the, the sleep early because I knew, I knew, I didn't, I never knew what the night was going to be like. So, and I knew that sleep was important and, you know, you have enough stuff, you're trying to heal your body after pregnancy and and all that stuff so i i made sure i went to bed uh when they went to bed because then i just tried to, to sleep when i could and you know we all survived so you know it is a choice that you have and um yeah i i definitely prioritize sleep and i hope that through listening to some of those things it might make you realize how important um how important sleep is for us all and you know if it is something that you haven't prioritized or you don't you know you you don't um you don't worry about it too much i recommend you to think about it and think about how can you make sure you're getting a minimum of seven hours um you know and you can still fit in what, what else you need to fit into your day i do get up quite early so that's why i do need to make sure that i am aiming to be asleep by nine o'clock other things I've done to help me is I have my phone switches off at six. Um, so I can't um, receive anything unless I deliberately go in to look for it. Um, so that's helped me in uh, switching off, uh, like I said before, about those, you know, bedtime routines. So if you are someone that struggles to wind down, you know, you can, I, I don't drink coffee only you know don't drink coffee in the afternoon or any of those things um i have a um a drink that i have that i know helps me sleep well um there is other drinks that i that i know that if i take them they will make me feel awake so i'm not going to take them in the afternoon you know i'm mindful of the times i take certain things and how food affects me uh, i know someone else that they love to have a full belly when they go to bed they love that feeling and they feel that when they have that nice full belly they can get a good night's sleep where I don't like that big full feeling. So it's personal to you, there is no right or wrong. I want you to just, yeah, really think about your sleep and just for the next week, start taking note of it and think about what, what are your habits around sleep? Are you starting to uh, make choices that, you know, are you just staying up for the sake of it? You know, are you, um, are you, you know, it's, I get, I get caught up in um, TV series I'll just watch one more episode and you know but then that 
that go you know is another 45 minutes or something so so i've i for for a while there i actually stopped watching tv shows because i was keeping myself awake um i stopped watching any series because i was keeping myself awake because i kept wanting to see the next episode but then i was staying up later and it was effect it was affecting my sleep and i was feeling crappy for it so i just had to stop myself and um, now i'm getting uh, i'm definitely never perfect but now i am you know i really know how important that nine o'clock um deadline is for me and i need to make sure i'm asleep by then uh, i'm really nervous when my kids get older <laughs> and where they stay up later um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do then, but I will tackle that um, bridge when it comes. If you're someone that your kids are grown up and you don't have kids at home, um, well then, you know, it's really up to you to think about your um, sleep routine and how you can prioritize it and make sure that you are getting enough sleep. And, um, you know, those things are in your control. And, um, you, you know, sometimes you can't control the the quality of your sleep and you know but definitely learning to de-stress before you go to sleep tomorrow i'm going to talk about foods that can help you sleep and there are certain foods that aren't the best there are some foods that might not help you sleeping um and if you are someone that is awake at certain times of the night comment below and let me know um if you're awake at certain times because different times can mean different things um so and that's really really interesting to delve a little bit more into that okay so uh this is a big one uh lots of stuff to come out this week about sleep and make sure you let me know how you're going and um where are you on track with your sleep where do you get how much hours of night of sleep do you get let me know is it something that you prioritize or is it something that um you don't really think is that important so i look forward to hearing from you Thanks for listening to the Elliot's PT podcast. I hope you've been able to find this information of use to you. If you know someone who might be, enjoy this podcast, please share it with them and ensure that you subscribe so you can be the first to know when new podcasts are released. If you have the time to leave a five-star review, that would be amazing and it would be greatly appreciated. If you do so, please screenshot and share onto any of our socials and tag us. Then email the screenshot to hello at elliotspt.com and we will send you a free gift to your inbox. Thanks so much. Have an amazing day. Speak soon.